Life is full of awesome what ifs and some not so much, like unexpected medical costs. That's why United Healthcare provides Health Protector Guard fixed indemnity insurance plans to supplement your primary plan and help manage out of pocket costs. Learn more at uh1.com. Jewelry isn't a gift you give just once, it's a way to remind your loved one of a beautiful moment every time they see it. Blue Nile can help you find the gift that says how you feel and says it beautifully with expert guidance and a wide assortment of jewelry of the highest quality at the best price. Go to BlueNile.com and experience the convenience of shopping Blue Nile, the original online jeweler since 1999. That's BlueNile.com to find the perfect jewelry gift for any occasion. BlueNile.com Support WrestleTalk! Give us a subscribe. Hey everybody, I'm John Cena. Hey, it's professional wrestler Colt Boom Boom Cabana. Hey, I'm Double J Jeff here. This is Rich Swan, Matt Riddle, the King of Rose. Support Wrestle Talk. Support Wrestle Talk. Support Wrestle Talk. Do it, bro. Support Ollie. Support Luke. Support Wrestle Talk. Support Wrestle Talk. Home of Luke Owen. Whatever Wrestle Talk is, and whoever Luke Owen is, support the Raven. Nevermore. Wrestle Talk. What is going on with Roman Reigns and Rey Mysterio being pulled from WWE Hell in a Cell this Sunday? It's happening on SmackDown tonight instead. While we don't exactly have like an official word, we're going to do a fair bit of speculation. It's time to pull into the old speculation station here on the Talk podcast. I am Luke Owen and I'm joined by the hardest working person in all of sports infotainment, Miss Universal Studios herself, Denise Salcedo. How's it going, Denise? Actually, I now want to be referred to as Hollywood Salcedo on here. <laughs> okay, yeah, yeah, that's fine. I mean, I, I, I've always wanted to call you Hollywood Salcedo, but I felt that was a fight full gimmick and i didn't want to steal it no actually well i'm just kidding denise i'll say it was fine <laughs> but um yeah no i'm it, it, i'm happy to be here once again another friday i feel like there's so much news like this is the thing about fridays i wake up and it's like news 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 and i'm like shoot like i gotta get caught up here I know, right? And also, we should really start off the show by sending out our congratulations to Cody and Brandy Rhodes and the birth of their daughter. Excellent news, everyone. Let's all get some lovely uh, messages in the in the chats. Send them nice messages on the old social media as well. Spread some love uh, because we've had a few babies this week because we also had uh, Moxley and uh, Renee have their little girl as well. So it's just, everyone's just feeling like good, good vibes. Good You're vibes. Right. There's been a lot of babies like in the last, like, how many days has it been since Renee had her baby? A couple days now, right? Yeah, something, so like, like, that. something like that. Something like that. You could say like within the last seven days. Indeed. And because, uh, I don't know if you've heard about this, Denise, but um, it's coming home. Uh, football that is football is coming home england play scotland uh this afternoon or this evening my father-in-law and my brother-in-law are coming over to watch the football round at my house and i'm going to have a beer on this show because it's friday and it was so, not as great as it's not great as the sound i was hoping for but i know you're not you're not a, i know you're not a big drinker but that's fine yeah, I, I'm if you don't mind, gatorade <laughs> if you don't mind i am going to have myself uh, a little Pour beer. yourself a drink I am going to pour myself a drink because it's been a long week and I've had two days off work. Anywho, right, let's talk about... two days off and it's still been a long week? Do you know why I've had two days off, Denise? It's because I have been doing nothing but overtime uh, with this channel for the last, like, month or so. I've been covering for Ollie, I've been covering for Pete, uh, so I had, like, five days of holiday, that uh, five days of, like, loo time that I needed to take and I've still got days to take yet. So, 
I'm working this weekend because it's hell in a cell and Ollie's not here. So I've got to do the review on Monday. Right. <laughs> speaking of, speaking of hell in a cell, it was supposed to have Roman Reigns versus Rey Mysterio for the Blue Universal Championship. And then out of the blue, I woke up this morning and WWE have tweeted out, it's not happening at Hell in a Cell anymore. It's now happening out on SmackDown. Denise, your thoughts? So I first saw somebody, I think it was might have been Sean. He quote retweeted. I saw the graphic, but I didn't read the tweet and I didn't read the post. And I like, I just like went on Twitter for like a second. I was like, but same old, same old. And I left and I went, I walked around. And then my fiance was like, Denise, have you seen uh, the announcement that was made? And I was like, what announcement? He saw that Rey Mysterio and Roman Reigns are wrestling at Hell in a Cell on Friday. And I was like, tomorrow? He's like, tomorrow. And I was like, tomorrow? Tomorrow. <laughs> I was like, are you sure you read that right? And he's all like, yes, I read that. I was like, I don't believe you. So I was like, are you sure? <laughs> then I was like, this is on WWE.com. They announced it. Like, I went through this whole, like, check, pre- check, um, like, check, checking process and then i finally went on twitter and i was like okay i'm gonna go check the website so i went on wwe's twitter account and i saw the post and i read it like three times i was like tomorrow tomorrow on friday on smackdown and um i just don't know i i think it's very very strange very very strange yeah. and i feel like it's gotta mean something well, that's it. Yeah, like you don't just like pull a match from the card, like just, you know, a few days before the card's in place, right? Like it's a weird thing to do. And Meltzer wrote about this in The Observer and he said, as far as what happened, there's no involved reason that made any sense. The word we were told is that you can't describe why. There were just a bunch of decisions on Thursday and the discussions ended up being, let's do it on SmackDown. As of press time, the plans are not for Roman Reigns to be wrestling on the pay-per-view. Because that's what some people like thought. It's like, okay, well, we'll do the Ray match on SmackDown, and maybe we'll do Dominic at Hell in a Cell or something, or maybe we'll switch it to uh, Jay, uh, Jimmy Uso. We'll do something around that. And it, as it, according to Meltzer, at the very least, you know, as, as, we, as best we know it now, it's this match on SmackDown. Roman is not going to be on Hell in a Cell. Like, and for me, that suggests that they got something planned for whatever the main event of the show is. And Roman has said he's not wrestling on a show unless he's the main event. So you kind of like, maybe you want to move him away from the pay-per-view so you could put someone else in the main event, perhaps? So the thing that I was like thinking, like even just a couple of weeks ago, and I was talking about this on my show was that I really don't understand. Well, not don't understand, but I really do think that like, for example, Roman Reigns, somebody who's such a treasured commodity right now on the roster, because, you know, kind of everything that you do with him has to be really well thought out. You don't want to just do like anything with him like you would with any of the other talent, because he really is having the best storyline right now on SmackDown. Heck, on all of WWE, he's one of the most protected guys, you can say, uh, somebody that they have a lot of uh, a lot riding on. And that was one of the things that I had mentioned earlier was I don't understand why they would even put Roman Reigns in the pay-per-view and the reason for that is he doesn't have like a notable uh not a notable but he doesn't have a hot challenger right now like yeah he's doing this whole storyline with Jimmy and Jey Uso but that still hasn't culminated to the point where if let's say they want to do Jimmy let's let's just say their plan is to do 
Jimmy Uso, Jimmy Uso versus Roman Reigns. Like that's not going to happen at Hell in a Cell. And that's the thing is that I think somebody like Roman Reigns, I'd rather have him off the pay-per-view than have him essentially be in this meaningless match. And like, yeah, if it's Ray, like I was okay with like, all oh, right, cool. If they're going to have him in a match with somebody, it's going to be Rey Mysterio. Because I was like, okay, at least that'll be a lot of fun. You know that Rey Mysterio is going to bump like crazy for Roman Reigns. Roman Reigns is just going to kill the guy. I mean, that's pretty much what we, we would expect from a Hell in a Cell. But the thing is that what it, it was like a one week's builds, like they literally just had the attack on SmackDown and that's it. Like, first and foremost, you shouldn't even be doing that with the Hell in a Cell. Like, that's why I hate the Hell in a Cell pay-per-view, because this is supposed to be like only select feuds of the year that have just gotten so crazy that you have to end it in a Hell in a Cell. Now it's like, oh, well, we were mad for a week in an attack. So Hell in a Cell pay-per-view is coming up. Let me challenge you to a Hell in a Cell match. And so it's just like I prefer for Roman Reigns to be off the pay-per-view uh, versus actually being in there if it's not like a meaningful challenger or a meaningful feud. But at the same time, I can't even defend it because now it's on SmackDown, which kind of makes it a little bit worse. And I'm thinking like, why the hell are you going to have a Hell in a Cell on SmackDown? I was going to say, and it's still inside Hell in a Cell. It's funny, actually, I, I, I got I had a big laugh because um, you and I were in the same boat where we both thought that Bobby versus Drew was inside Hell in a Cell before they announced it. Like- yeah. <laughs> Oh, you heard me on the podcast when they announced the signing and they made it like a big deal. I was like, oh, uh, my bad. Yeah. I jumped the boat here. I jumped the, the same here. thing. I was getting ready for I was getting ready for the day and I was listening to you and Sean's podcast and you said, oh, I thought it was already and I was like, me too. I already thought they'd announced that. I just feel like it's a given now. Like I feel like every like you already know which matches are gonna be in the hell in a cell. So mm-hmm. it's not even a big deal. And I was like, really? Like, let's say there was a real crowd. Who in the crowd was actually going to be like, oh, dare he say it? Yes, hell in a cell match. Who would have thought? Oh, they'd have popped. They'd have popped still. Everyone pops for a hell in a cell. Um, okay, so I'm now going to. Luke, I don't think right? so. Yeah, of course, they're going to always pop for a hell in a cell. It's nostalgia, isn't it? People going to be like, Mankind Undertaker, King of the Ring 98. We can, okay, we'll go back to that enough, again. It's not like it's something that's rare where it's like, oh, oh my God, no. the hell in a cell has, has been gone for the last 10 years and we're bringing it back. All right, great. No, this is something that we already knew and saw coming. So I'm going to veer us slightly here into Speculation Station, if you don't mind. So here's my thinking. I think that Fox and NBC are going to have a bit of sway within not so much WWE booking, but presentation. To me, I I was thinking about this today. Is this a Fox decision? Because... Fox, uh, you know, maybe they're looking at the ratings and being like, huh, the ratings for this show aren't as quite aren't as strong as we thought they would be when we bought this show. Um, so why don't you just put this match onto TV instead? And I was kind of thinking, like, okay, well, maybe, I was piecing this all together in my mind. Is like, maybe is that could be the case? And you know, I'm thinking about how like WrestleVotes tweeted out that uh, there's going to be more themed live shows in uh, the coming year or so we're going to get raw roulette old school raw old school raw which is always a usa nbc decision like they love legends night things like that because they're a good like ratings bump uh viewers choice and things like that and then fightful had that report that came out just the other day how about how excuse me nbc are pitching tie-in shows 
with their other sports that they have. So they're going to do like a NASCAR crossover with WWE. This is what NBC are pitching to WWE. We're going to do like a NASCAR crossover, an NFL crossover. So we'll have like football-themed matches, NASCAR-themed matches, so that we can essentially cross-promote all of our things. Um, they even pitched, and I love this, a points month where wrestlers earn points by winning matches um, and like doing signature moves and things like that. Sounds like a really wacky concept. It'll, you know, it's raw underground. It'll last three weeks and we'll move on with the rest of our lives. Um, so I thought to myself, do you think this could have been a Fox call as opposed to a WWE call? I feel like based on the direction that they were heading and how this was just sprung on us out of nowhere, my estimation would be that it was a Fox call or maybe just them really pushing for it. Uh, what their reasoning is obviously would have to be like people getting in to actually watch the show. Um, that's honestly like that's the way it feels like like I don't feel like they just suddenly decide you know what let's take this match off of the you know our pay-per-view that's going to be on the peacock and put it on smackdown like that to me just kind of seems very uh counterproductive to what they had already been doing so I feel like it had to be some sort of you know outside person uh, and whether it you know be obviously in fox basically saying hey like let's put this match on this show because there really is I don't mean unless I mean like maybe we're all gonna look like we have egg on our face come Sunday night when we actually see what the plan was and who knows maybe it's this brilliant thing that none of us are expecting and I don't I don't think so but I can at least get my hopes up a little bit but yeah it, it, it's just I don't know it's so weird and like even today it's gonna be weird but I, I'm, I'm very interested to see how many more people are actually going to tune in to this show knowing that there's going to be this big hell in a salvage and obviously no one is expecting Rey Mysterio to win but I think we're all expecting no. a match I think we're gonna and you know we saw it with Daniel Bryan uh, a few weeks back when he had the the title match with Roman on Smackdown like that bumped a rating and I think they're going up against some big sports games today so like maybe it is just a case of just like you know we're looking to bump this rating somewhat so let's move this thing like you said it's, it's pretty much a foregone conclusion no one's going into this thing and like hey you know Rey Mysterio could win the title because no one is thinking this Rich Swan had a better chance of beating Kenny Omega than Rey Mysterio's got of, of, of beating Roman Reigns so like I I I think this is yeah this could be a nice little ratings bump for SmackDown but it's one of those things where it's like yeah you get the ratings bump this week but then next week it returns back to where it was. And then it goes down again. So you're like, oh, but now we've got to do the ratings bump again. And all of a sudden, you just like, you end up hot shotting things for that mythical ratings bump. Well, I feel like right now it feels like they're hot shotting things because, again, this isn't, this doesn't look like this was a clear intention of what they were going to do. But if they were actually to pace themselves and, you know, you know, prepare things for the actual show and then, you know, build even bigger things for the actual pay per view shows, then that would be great because SmackDown has been getting a little stale a little repetitive each and every single week. And I do think that they need something like this that, you know, kind of adds a little spark into the actual show. And it also, when you talk about like the crossover stuff, I don't understand why they didn't do this like forever ago, because this is a great idea. And I don't know if you saw, but like, God, I think it was like a couple of months ago, but like Nickelodeon was doing this crossover with the NFL and it was just oh, so, really? I thought it was pretty cool. Like, I'm not like a, you know, a fan of football or anything like that by any means. But I did think that crossover of the NFL and Nickelodeon was a pretty cool concept. And I feel like the whole NASCAR thing, like that would be so awesome. And it's like, you got to do right now, if you have the power to actually 
maybe get some eyeballs from a different audience like this is the time to do it like this really is it like they gotta they gotta do everything possible to at least try to get those ratings up A lot can happen in three years, like a chatbot may be your new best friend. But what won't change? Needing health insurance. United Healthcare Tri-Term Medical Plans, underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, offer flexible, budget-friendly coverage that lasts nearly three years in some states. Learn more at UH1.com. Hey, Dave. Yeah, Randy. Since we founded Bombas, we've always said our socks, underwear, and T-shirts are super soft. Any new ideas? Maybe sublimely soft. Or disgustingly cozy. Wait, what? I got it. Bombas. Absurdly comfortable essentials for yourself and for those facing homelessness. Because one purchased equals one donated. Wow! Did we just write an ad? Yes. Bombus, big comfort for everyone. Go to bombus.com/acast and use code acast for twenty percent off your first purchase. Many of us have those stubborn pounds that seem impossible to lose, no matter how good we eat or how hard we work out. My solution is PlushCare. PlushCare is a leading telehealth provider with doctors who are there for you day and night to partner with you in your weight loss journey. They can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wagovi and Zepbound for those who qualify. Plus, they accept most insurance plans. To get started, visit plushcare.com/weightloss. That's plushcare.com/weightloss. Life is full of what ifs. Some awesome, like what if AI could fold your laundry? And some, well, less awesome. Like what if you have unexpected medical costs? United Healthcare can help get you covered with Health Protector Guard fixed indemnity insurance plans. They supplement your primary plan to help you manage out-of-pocket costs. No deductibles, no enrollment periods, and especially no more what-ifs. Visit uh1.com to find the Health Protector Guard plan for you. Well, let's see what you have to say about this in our Ultra Chats. Please do get your Ultra Chats in using the link in the video description down below. Also, while you're there, why not give us a little subscribe, press that thumbs up button, tap the bell for notifications. We really do appreciate all of your support. Uh, Misha says on the subject of Helena Cell, um, regarding Alistair Black, Accepted Wisdom says that Nick Khan has been pushing the cost-cutting and has garnered a lot of power recently. Is he the bring back black plan wholly or partly an excuse to undermine him and weaken his position? So this is in regards to the um, uh, the news that apparently um, Tommy End having like AEW having interest in uh, the former Alistair Black, now Tommy End, has sparked WWE to be like, uh oh, maybe we shouldn't have released him. Time to bring this guy back in. I don't know, man. I don't know because I, for me, it's it's complicated to think that way because there's certain talent where I, I think we were talking about this last week. Like, I feel like that's something I would analyze first. Like, hey, is this somebody that's going to hurt us if they move on to the, you know, to the other, you know, to the other team or to the other competitor, whatever you want to call EW to WWE? Like, is it going to hurt us? I feel like that's something that should have been thought about 
you know, in advance. But it kind of seems to me, though, like WWE kind of already had, you know, like they were already second guessing themselves and maybe already thinking about bringing back Aleister Black because it, I don't know, it was a little weird. Like even after he left, he was very like protective of the company and very apologetic and don't blame Vince and don't blame the company and blame the fans and blame the wrestling media and this and that. And so I don't know, it kind of, it all got very, very iffy there to the point where I'm thinking, all right, you're either gunning for your job back or I don't know what's happening there. Uh, Projection 2K said, I've got a sneaky suspicion that they might pull some spooky spooky and have the Shayna Alexa match inside Hell in a Cell. What do you guys think? Oh, God, that would be not. No, please don't do that. I think I would cry. I would cry because then I would have to go and review it and then just know. I don't want to I mean, see that. Are you, are you not excited for Shayna Alexa this weekend? I don't want to see it like in the main event or anything like that. I'm not saying it's going to be the main event. Like Lily in a Hell in a Cell and Lily all of a sudden brings up flames from her doll fingers. I mean, I I think we're going to get some form of cinematic match this Sunday. Uh, Kind of in the same way, not cinematic as in like, you know, Firefly Funhouse sort of thing, but cinematic in the Alexa Bliss Randy match that they had. God, do you remember Alexa Bliss and Randy Orton had a match on pay-per-view this year? It feels like forever ago. You know, we're like, crap falls down from the ceiling, this and the other, because like she she possessed Reginald at the end of their match, like, uh, you know, this past week. So surely there's got to be something in that, right? So what, because as of right now, it's not in a Hell in a Cell. What if they do no. make it in a Hell in a Cell? And then that way she can't, like the cell is blocking. So she can't use her powers to like drop stuff onto the actual ah, cell. Well, no, but yeah, I mean, or is it going to be she uses her magical powers to create the Hell in a Cell around them? Out of what? Out of like, basically like, you know, she just sort of like snaps her fingers and stuff and a Hell in a Cell appears around them. She could, oh she could God. spring a, she could spring a like a swing set out of nowhere. So like, why can't she, you know, spring a, like, you know, build a sell out right. of nowhere? Yeah, I guess you're right. I didn't think about that. I've underutilized. Uh, no, I've underrated her. Underestimated. Underestimated. Thank you. I was like under something. What is the word? I underestimated Alexa Bliss's powers. Thank you. Uh, and lastly, for the moment, Jared says, with AEW's ratings down, but they're outpacing WWE in ticket sales, what do you think this says about the industry? I've asked you all before about the broken TV rating system, but not sure if this is proof or if it's uh, if that's reliable or just a coincidence. AEW's ratings are down at the moment because they're in a different time slot. Like that is the short and skinny of it, basically. It's just they're on a different day on a different time slot. Like Meltzer wrote about this in the Observers that I use. Like, you want to talk about, you know, viewing habits being viewers being creatures of habits aew here in the uk usually does i think it does like over a hundred thousand viewers or something because it's on free terrestrial tv um broadly anyway it's on it's on digital tv but like it usually does over a hundred thousand viewers on a a friday night when it's on now that it's on a wednesday it's doing like 25 30 because people don't know when it's on. People are so unused to that time slot. They're not switching over. They're not changing their viewing habits. So yeah, basically like AEW's ratings aren't down because of the product. It's down because it's just on a different day. I think, yeah, I think people are definitely creatures of habit. And it's very obvious that the Friday night time slot just is not the best because it's like, think about like everything that could happen. There could be, there's, I don't know how many people out there that are actually watching both SmackDown and AEW. And that's still a lot of, you know, that's 
four hours of wrestling that you have Ooh, to sit much. for and commercials. You can't even like fast forward if you're watching live. And let's say you're somebody that's like, well, I'm just going to watch AEW. Okay, yeah, but then you're still waiting for it to happen so late and it's Friday night. And what if you, I don't know, while you were waiting, you found a movie. So now you're doing that. Maybe you started binge watching the TV show. Maybe you went out with your friends since, you know, things are opening up again. Like there's just so much that can happen during that time that can easily make whatever, even if you had plans to watch the show, not even watch it because, you know, life happened and you decided to leave your house or something, you know, so it does suck. And I feel bad because, you know, it, it sucks because like, I feel like they were getting a rhythm already. And like, mm -hmm. I hope that when they go back, they don't see like when they go back to Wednesdays, finally, I hope that they don't, uh, you know, not have some of those people come back because it's like, oh, well, I already missed what three weeks of AEW Dynamite. Eh, I'm just not going to watch this week. Exactly. I'll come back yeah. whenever. You don't so know. easy, so easy for people to fall out of routines. So easily for people to just sort of like, oh, I've missed that now for a few weeks. So I guess I just won't catch up on that then. Yeah, exactly. It's it, it happens. Like it happens to me all the time. We're like, let's say I'm watching a TV show, and like I was so into the first three seasons, and then we took that long break, and the new season comes back, and I'm like, well, I don't even want to try. I'm done already. Even I have it with I podcasts. I have it with podcasts. Like if I if I have like an episode a podcast that's got like three episodes that I've not listened to because I release it on a weekly basis, and I'm like, oh man, I'm three episodes behind. I may not get a chance to like catch up on this because I've got new podcasts that are also coming out because I you know probably listen to too many that then kind of like stops me getting into a rhythm of listening to that show and then i but before i know it there's been like two three months where i've not listened to that show and then before i know it off it deletes because i'm like well i'm not, I'm not catching up on that i guess that's so crazy see like for me it's different with podcasts like i chime in like here and there but it, for me it's more like that with tv shows Um, cool. Right. Well, let's get into all of your Patreon mailbag questions. If you've got a uh, if you've got a question for the mailbag, dearie me, uh, and you want to submit it, all you got to do is become one of our awesome pledge hammers on Patreon at any dollar amount. Leave a comment in the community tab labeled mailbag. Do not email me. We'll just lose it. I am bad at my job. Right. Here we go. Harrison, a great name, starts us off by saying, can AEW ever emerge from the shadow cast by WWE and its legacy and cement itself as a genuine competitive brand of mainstream entertainment. I would say they already have established themselves as that, but what do you think? I would say there's still little bits to go, especially to get out of the shadow, out of, you know, out of WWE shadow. I think there's still a ways to go, but that's only natural. I mean, if you think about it, there's still a new company they still, you know, they don't even have like five years, 10 years underneath their belt just yet. So I feel like they're going down the right path. It's just you got to give it time. Exactly. Uh, Gary says, I'm a big fan of women's wrestling in general, and it's always disappointing with how little time they're given to establish characters on TV. My question is, although it has been discussed previously about an all women's brand, do you think it would actually be a better idea to have a secondary women's show on the network in the same style as 205 Live? I think the problem there is that I don't think many people are going to tune in for it because like, I mean, 205 Live people aren't, are people still watching that on the network? Do, do people watch NXT UK when it's a network exclusive show? I think, I mean, you could do that as a way to like develop characters, but unless you're seeing those characters on Raw and SmackDown, I don't think it's going to like change anything. 
No, I don't want to because I have a feeling like if you start something like that, let's say they do their own version of 205 Live or something like you just mentioned, I feel like they will quickly become a background, a forgotten thing of just on this show. And all of a sudden they're getting even less time on Raw and SmackDown. So I personally like wouldn't necessarily want it. It's just more of like there are like Alexa Bliss is getting TV time. I mean like a little bit, but it's just I don't know what it is. Like they just need to. Obviously, they need to do more, but I don't know if maybe they just don't feel like they have the right person right now to actually devote all of that time to. Because they've I mean, been yeah, devoting like, a lot of time to Bailey, to Sasha, but uh, mm-hmm. Becky, and all of those those women. But now it's like it's gone down drastically. Yeah, although there were four women's matches on Raw this week. There like, was they were like they're like a, a load. And do you know what? Like as I said in my review, perhaps controversially so, the Eve Marie thing was my second favorite thing on the show. I I thought it was great. What? Oh god, dude. I thought it was horrible. Oh dude, it's great, man. I think it's a really cool. Like I love uh, Viper being like along Viper being this sort of like you know this brand. She is not viper from wos wrestling she's not piping in from nxt uk she's this brand new character dewdrop and i think she is going to be really great in that role of someone who has bought into eva marie's bollocks her instagram lark and it's just like i could be she's an inspirational uh, fight to me i'm going to wrestle and dominate on her behalf and eva marie is going to count those wins for her and then like i think you put the title on like eventually you put the title on viper and she's like I'm the I'm not the champion. Eva Marie is the champion. I think there's a lot of legs to that. I think that's going to be great, man. I hate it. I hate it. I'm not <laughs> fan of it, and I hope that it gets better so that I don't feel like I don't have to not like it. But as of right now, I do not like it. There's nothing that interests me about it, and I'm just not a fan. Now, hopefully, I feel differently next week. We'll see. I'm open to changing my mind. I'm open to discussion. But as of right now, I don't like it. Um. Okay. What was I going to say about this? There was something where. Oh yeah. No. Oh yeah. So one of the things that I was going to touch on, as you mentioned, like oh yeah, there was four women's matches on uh on Monday Night Raw, and they all they had them literally announced like within the first 20 minutes i was like oh shoot it was like okay we're kicking it off with this match and then they had already announced three more matches i think at that point they even had a backstage segment i thought all right cool but it's like i just want it's not even just about the tv time it's about actually giving the women substance too that's exactly that's what's lacking like i it's not oh my gosh they got 20 minutes on a three-hour show today that's not i mean yeah that's a plus but i don't think it's anything to celebrate unless it's actual you know something that you can care about like because you think about like you know what they were doing with eva marie i'm not a fan of or what they're doing with charlotte and Rhea. this monday was good because they had that whole bra and all of that but every Everything else has been like not good. Then you think about um, that Rhea Nikki. Sorry, the uh, the Charlotte Nikki cross match like that sucked there so awful. Like, Dude, it was bad. Point? Like yeah, it was yeah. however minutes of a match, but I'm not going to celebrate about that if it was terrible. Yeah, it was bad stuff. I like this from Chris, who just said, uh, Luke wants Eve Marie as the women's champion and Lily as a tag team champion. We are in the darkest timeline. Luke, are you uh, <laughs> WWE creative? Reveal yourself. <laughs> you are the one giving Bruce Pritchard all of the ideas. He comes in and he's like, oh yeah, that Luke fella, he knows what he's talking about. It's about time, Bruce. Listen to me. Uh, Peter says, Hey, Danuk, a quick one from me. I've been loving the introduction of Sully into the WrestleTalk cinematic universe via Quizzlemania. What a kind and posh man. It took me by surprise how much I loved this random extra person on something I already loved. He really is authentically Sully. My question for you. 
Has this ever happened to you? Where a new personality was added to something you love and instead of dismissing it out of hand, it made the thing you like even better. Hmm, that's a really great question. I've got an answer for this one, actually. Uh, I think, anyway. So so one of my favorite um, wrestling podcasts is the Attitude Era podcast, the AE Podcast Boys. I love them. I think Kevin, Billy, and Adam are a superb trio. Absolutely adore them together. I think they're really, really great. Uh, and then Kevin started doing podcasts with his girlfriend, Joanna. And I was like, cool, okay, they're doing another podcast. And I listened to it, and I was like, man, Joanna's awesome. Like, she's so great. So now I really like their podcast as well. And then when Joanna's done stuff with the AE podcast, and when they have done stuff with her as well, I'm like, she, she is an excellent addition. And they've now got a podcast where they're reviewing episodes of Ramsey's Kitchen Nightmares USA. And it's uh, Kevin, Joe, and, and Adam. I'm like, this is a wonderful trio. So yeah, I'm, I'm, uh, that, that's my answer to this. I'm glad you have an answer. I don't have one. I'm trying to think of something. And I'm like, I don't know. Because I was like, there's always TV shows where they like incorporate new characters into the next seasons and this and that. But I can't think of anybody where I was like, oh, my God. Yes, they're so great. I'm so happy that they're part of this now. I don't know. I think there are people who have warmed to you. Like you came in, you know, you've you've been in the show with me now. There are people that love the show I because of you. We love like Sully though. I didn't come in here <laughs> with all of this British flavor, you know? No, no, granted. <laughs> but I think you were liked more than I was when I first started, man. People no. like, oh dude, oh no. I mean, you weren't here during the dark time. When I first channel? when oh well it wasn't my own channel because it was all like one of the main people at some but, point. Ah, but there was a period of time when I wasn't because it was Ollie on his own for a year. And so people just like people watched it because he it was him and it was his channel and he was the only guy. I came in and people were like, "You're not Ollie," and it was like it was bad news. Like it was a bad bad time. What were people I, saying about you? Oh, just like I was like, I, I mean, I kind of remember like because I've I've blocked a lot of it out because I got a lot of like hateful like crap and stuff. But yeah, people did not like me at all when I first joined. It took him a it took the, not like Laurie when Laurie came in. People really warmed to him straight away. But people did not warm to me, like off the bat at all. You're like, thanks a lot. Thanks. <laughs> that's, no, what, that's what the comments were saying. Like, cool, a new guy. Yeah, don't like this one. No, it happens because people are afraid of change and they don't want like, you know, somebody here to ruin something that they've been a fan of, you know, this and that. And so, yeah, I get you. So we weren't instantly love like Sully. Yeah. I mean, look, Darren's, I had nuclear heat. I did you when I did? first joined. Oh, oh yeah, oh, honestly, it was horrible. It was awful. Uh, Declan Malloy said, to mix it up from the Triple H talk, I wanted to ask you about AEW's tag team division. Who do you think will be the team to beat the Young Bucks and when will it be? To me, the obvious answer would be Jurassic yeah, Express. Uh, I don't think we have. I think we, I don't think we have that on this show. Oh, I feel like we've gotten this question before. I think we may have people, I, I, we often get a lot of like, when do you think this person's going to lose their titles? But I don't think we've had the, maybe we have had the Young Bucks before. Because I, I think I've said the Dark Order. I remember order. at some point in my life answering this question. I was like, I, I just remember it. I just don't remember where. Yeah, because I think my answer probably would have been the same regardless, which is I think the Dark Order should win the belts. Okay, see, you weren't on this show because I would have remembered your answer. <laughs> maybe this happened on Quizzlemania. Oh, maybe it's on Quizzlemania then, because I haven't been on Quizzlemania for a while. Yeah, I think it might have been on Quizzlemania where we were asked this question. Um, I forgot what I said. I think I went, I'm like, I would have remembered what you said, but I forgot what I would have said. Because I know somebody mentioned 
Santana and Ortiz, which I agreed with. Somebody mentioned, um, did so, I think somebody mentioned the Lude Brothers. And I, oh, you know mm -hmm. what? I think I went with Jurassic Express. Uh, Chris says, hi, Denise and Luke. It's Friday, and I've probably had another week of everyone attacking Alexa because it's the cool thing to do, despite everyone loving her at the start of this character. Here's my thing. Can we stop asking for her to be released? She doesn't deserve all this hate. She gets Before every day. And I, let me finish, because I, I do have something to say for, for Chris here, but I, let me finish his, his question first. Um, uh, no, no, no. She doesn't deserve all the hate she gets every day and everything she does. Um, can you think of another person who gets this amount of hate when uh, that she gets? It's not her fault. Hate Vince, not Alexa. Please, last time I'll ask this on here, but it makes me not want to be part of the community or how it treats her. Chris, I am being... Honestly, I'm being deadly serious when I say this because you, Chris left like four or five messages in the community tab this week around this sort of topic. Whatever community you are a part of, get yourself away from it because it is clearly like, I, it's not happening in this, on, in our community. In, in the rest talk thing, I do this show every single week and I have done for years. I've been doing it every single week since Alexa turned to this character. Not a single person in our bubble has asked for Alexa Bliss to be released. No one is doing that from the website perspective. No one is doing this from the podcast perspective. When I'm going on Twitter, no one is asking for her to be released there. When I'm on Reddit, no one is asking for her to be, uh, be released there. Whatever community you have become a part of that is doing this and it is clearly affecting you personally, remove yourself from that because it is not doing you any good. That is such a great PSA, Luke. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Because like, say, who's doing this? No one on my circles that I know of is doing this. Oh, that's what I mean. So yes, like I think you can get yourself like trapped in these bubbles where you think like everyone is attacked and like and we haven't been fans of the Alexa Bliss character and storylines of these years, but like that's not her fault. That's and we've never said she is the problem and we should all hate her because the raw sucks because Alexa Bliss is a terrible person. No, we've said the character is bad and I'm not into this storyline. Like that is a there's a vast difference there. So that that is my that is my a, a heartfelt and a, a really heartfelt plea uh, that if you are in, if you found yourself in that situation, you need to remove yourself from it because it is not doing you any good. Yeah, I think people like that just aren't aren't probably all there. Like if you can't separate the character and the real life person, you're probably not all there. Uh, that Welsh guy said, you briefly touched on the idea of Randy Orton in All Elite Wrestling last week, and it got the old brain going. In a parallel world where Randy Orton did become All Elite, what matchups would you have liked to have seen most out of him? Probably him and Kenny. Yeah, that's I mean, that's, that's the big one, right? Him and John Moxley would be good, too. That would be pretty fun, I think. Him and Pac yeah. would be fun. Him and Orton uh, him and Pac would be fun. Oh, Cassidy's a superb yeah. answer. Like seeing Orton's like comedic timing that he's had recently with Riddle, him working with Cassidy would have been so, so good. Yeah, I think so too. Uh, Jonathan Hedman said, um, what do you think the toilets in the Star Wars universe look like and who builds them? I have no idea. <laughs> a little star, a little star. <laughs> a little star. It's just a little star. And it's like, pick your end. Which end do you put <laughs> on? Or, I don't know. <laughs> there you go. Have they never shown toilets in the movies? Well, no, because it's not like, I mean, how many movies do you know? Like big action blockbusters where it's just like, you know, Tony Stark's going to be like, I mean, yeah, we could go get the Infinity Stones, but I've got to take a wicked sweet dump first. And then we'll go and do some like <laughs> avenging stuff. I don't know. But you know what? <laughs> that would be more realistic. I'm sure a couple of them got to go drop a deuce 
before they go into, you know, action. Imagine you got to go while you're fighting some like massive, I don't know, person. Exactly. Yeah. See if you're like, you know, Tony Stark in those first few Iron Man movies where it takes him forever to get the suit on and stuff. Be like, oh, man, this could be really difficult. Um, I'm I like bloated this today. Suit's <laughs> <That's> <laughs> <laughs> not coming on. I'm bloated. <laughs> I had some Taco Bell last night. Oh, man. It, it did not sit well with me. I am so <laughs> sorry. I know the Winter Soldier is really threatening the safety of America, but man. Realistic superhero movie. Like, there you go. Yeah, my hay fever is really kicking up a storm. I can't go outside <laughs> today. Um, I'm just going to highlight this answer as well on the Randy Orton thing from Jeremiah. Eddie Kingston. Yep, that's a good one too. Oh, that's a great answer. Uh, Riley said, hi guys. Have you ever thought about getting a wrestling related tattoo? No. Which wrestler's tattoo? <laughs> no? You don't have any tattoos, do you? No. Huh? You don't have any tattoos, do you? I do actually. Do you? Really? I did yeah. not know about you. Where's your tattoo? I have a 10-inch one on my back. What? No way. Yeah. Whereabouts on your back? Like back here. Like really? it's like my here to like about here. What's it off? You can't really tell. It's a sword with wings and fire and what? there's some Taylor Swift lyrics and there's like plants. It's a very colorful one. Dude, I know you're such a badass with your sword tattoo. Look, I really hope you're not buying this. <laughs> I, I hope did, that I did a... here knows my lying voice and lying. Yeah, I was gonna say I, I, I did it. I did it first up. until it was until I was like you know, sword and flames around it. This doesn't sound like a. In Denise what world would I have a ten-inch tattoo oh, with a volcano did, on it? I did start like I was like I'm pretty sure Denise doesn't on have any tattoos. Back. And the only reason I came up with a sword because I was like, oh shit, what tattoos are there? And then I remember Brock Lesnar's sword tattoo. Someone said Brock Salcedo over here. That's why I said a sword because I thought I was like, okay, well, think of a giant tattoo. And the first person that came to my mind was Brock Lesnar. And I was like, whoa, everybody always has wings. All right, a uh, sword with wings and a volcano and some plants. And I added Taylor Swift lyrics just to make it a tad bit believable. Denise, I do not have any tattoos whatsoever. I'm not alone here. What a work. Darn it. I got work. Denise worked me. I got work. No! We all got worked, brother. We all got worked. Damn, long-term storytelling right there. Everybody thought I was this good, clean-cut kid. <laughs> and then I come in here with, I got a big 10-inch tattoo on my big back. Badass tattoo of swords and flames and crap. Yeah, um, <laughs> no one's seen my back, so it's not like people would know if this is true or not. That's what I figured. I was, I was like, I've never seen Denise's back. <laughs> like, I've only ever seen her front. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> I went with it. <laughs> uh, Can you? If I got no, no, it just would. It's not my style. I'm very like blunt, yeah. blunt. Not like I'm pretty plain. I'm a pretty plain gal when it comes to, you know, bodily stuff. My little sister got a nose piercing. I don't know if you saw my tweet about it. I, I nearly didn't. passed out. <laughs> because you got a nose piercing. It. She's 15. Right? Yeah, I, I think my wife got her nose pierced when she was about 15, maybe. Okay, well, see, there you go. Like, for me, like, the only thing that I ever pierced was my ears and my belly button. And even then, I was, like, 18 with the belly. So, like... Mm -hmm. For me, it's a little out there. <laughs> oh, I mean, when I turned uh, 18 and I went to university, within like two weeks of me being at university, I got my first tattoo. And it was oh. just, yeah, and it, it was just like, I've uh, I got my, my Jason one on my arm. Oh, okay. um, and it is, it cost me 40 pounds and it's every bit of 40. It looks every bit of 40 pounds. Uh, even in 2004 money, it looks every bit of 40 pounds. 
Wait, is that like a bad price or a good price? Oh, it's a better bat. That's a very cheap price for a tattoo, like oh. full color as well. And it's not a small tattoo either. Um, so wait, so you're yeah, like, telling me you hate your tattoo? I don't, I don't hate it. I don't hate it. Like it's, it's a wonderful part of me and it's a fun story and it's very much me at 18 years old and I, and I love it for that. My wife likes it as well, but I think it is like, I mean, it, at times it looks like it was done in crayon. It is not the world's <laughs> greatest tattoo. I How could probably get. A getting like your wife's name on yourself or her face on you or something. Uh, like that. I, I, I've never got that. Like my, my best man at my wedding, when he got married a few years before me, we went to go get tattoos together because he had his ex-wife's name tattooed on his back. So he had to go get that covered up and he got this big like crow thing uh, to, to cover it up. So I, um yeah, so like I, I would never get someone's tattoo. Like as much as like my wife is never leaving my side, at least I'm never leaving hers. She may leave me at some point, um, but I would, uh, I don't think I would, but we have, we've got matching tattoos. The pair of us got the same tattoo. Which one? The one on my wrist. What is so, that? So it is the altitude uh, tracker for uh, the Inca Trail towards Machu Picchu because we did that together. Oh, that's so cute. I like that. That's really cute. Yeah, she, she's got it on her foot and I've got it on my wrist. My oh, sister-in-law. I've seen your tattoos. This is a first for me. Yeah. And I've got one on my chest as well of um, uh, Legend of Zelda, the um, like your heart tracker on that, like your health beast. Or I've got that and I've got like a little... Uh, I got a hit taken off of me because I turned 30 and I'm like, that's a third of my life done with. So I'm going to take off some of the... Uh, some of this health bar. <laughs> See, you're a lot more edgier than I am, Luke. Oh, I'm so I'm so edgy. Um, but anyway, would I get a wrestling related tattoo? Probably not. I don't think you I a giant WWE well... logo right here on your neck. <laughs> yeah, like a Cody Rhodes thing. Get like the new <laughs> like Japan <Cody>? belt. <laughs> you should, you should, yeah, you should get the you should get like the Wrestle Talk logo or like Wrestle Talk podcast all over your neck. <laughs> So I am um, funny, actually. So when we launched our merchandise line, the the when we did, we did like a big launch bit and everything, um, we and we did like a photo shoot for everything. People have seen the video like we that we did for it. It was a lot of fun. We had like Rampage uh, Brown coming in, like we did. He basically like chopped us all wearing our t-shirts and stuff to promote it. It was a lot of fun. We had a line that we were working with a tattoo artist called Foreign Objects, which were these really nice like white t-shirts, and they would have like a excuse me, like um, wrestling weapons on them. So like kendo sticks and steel chairs and this and the other. We thought it was a really nice kind of like, we were trying to like make it sort of like a smart brand, right? To promote it, we were all going to get tattoos of the various items to sort of like promote that. So I was going to get the kendo stick one going up my arm there. Like a real tattoo? A real tattoo, yeah. Laurie was going to get one done. Pete was going to get one done. I don't think Davis was, but I think it might have just been me, Laurie, and Pete that were going to do it. And we were going to go to the tattoo artist that we were working with. And we were going to do a big drive up. We are going to do a big um, like vlog about it and this and the other. And then COVID happened. And then we never went. And unfortunately, that idea has sort of like slipped under the radar now. So I don't think it'll ever happen. Well, you guys had more time to think about whether or not it's something you really want to do. I, I wanted to do it. I thought it would have been really cool. I thought it would have been quite smart, especially because like it looked really nice. And I thought it looked like quite cool on my arm. See, I think like once you get a tattoo, like I feel like you're a little bit more prone to like obviously getting more versus like somebody like me that's never had a tattoo would put a lot of thought into it and whether or yeah. not you would actually really want. I just can't think of something that like I would want forever. And then also, like, I think about, like, certain things that, like, you just get tired of, like, a necklace, for example. I could put a necklace on and wear it five days a week, right? By the mm -hmm. end of the week, I'm like, I never want to see this necklace ever again in my entire life. 
So now it's like, can you imagine if it was a tattoo? I would never be able to get rid of it unless I get laser. <laughs> well, yeah, I mean, I said it's, it's the one on my arm. Like it was a real cool idea at the time to have a Jason Voorhees slashing his way out of my arm and like peeling the skin back. So I thought it was super cool because I'm 18. I'm 35 now. You know, I'm going to be soon enough. I'm going to be 40 before you know it. I'm going to be in my 50s. Like, and I'm still going to have Jason Voorhees cutting his way out of my arm. When you're like 90, you're going to still have it. Or you're like 100. They'd be like, oh, grandpa, what is that? I ain't making it for 90. Uh, Callum <laughs> said, what death on a TV show makes you cry every time you watch it? For me, it's Charlie's death in Lost. I'm fairly certain that Callum has asked us this before. And I don't think I've ever had a good answer for it. No, I don't think we've been asked this. Well, uh, maybe it was on a, maybe it was on an old episode that me and Ollie did, but I'm pretty sure we've asked this before from Callum, only because Callum mentioned Charlie's death in Lost, and I'm fairly certain Callum's mentioned that in a fair few questions before. I remember, I remember. Well, see, in TV shows, I cry. I don't. I've cried. I remember crying in Lost, but I don't remember what I was crying about. Something mm. happened. I don't remember what, but I did cry. I just don't remember what happened. And then also. Uh the only time I've ever cried, like there's two movies that where the characters die, even though I know the ending, I still cry. And there's two movies that will make me cry each and every single time, no matter how many times I've seen it. Titanic with Jack and Selena with Selena. I will cry anytime. Anytime. Selena? You don't know Selena? No, what's Selena? You don't know Selena Quintanilla? No, abs- no, no, no. What is it? You don't know Selena? <laughs> no. Luke, stop it. Stop no. it right now. All right, I'm going to have a quick, a quick Google of it now. But How do you Selena... not know Selena? Selena, it's a 1997 it's, movie. An icon. Starring, starring, oh, she's a person. Okay. Yeah, she's and a person. <laughs> and it's got Jennifer Lopez in it. Oh, my God. Okay, so Selena... <laughs> she was a singer okay she sang spanish and she was getting into like english music she was very big she was murdered okay she was murdered by like a woman named yolanda who was like uh i think she was stealing money from her and selena was really nice right but like the girl was like thinking i don't know she was thinking the worst so she panicked and she killed selena and selena died very young like selena didn't die she would be like the biggest like music star out there especially the considering the fact that she was crossing over into like english like american music and she's from texas i mean there's a whole story on her there's a movie there's a terrible movie series but watch the movie it's fantastic and like any any person that you meet that's like hispanic or latino or whatever they'll be like nobody hates selena like you cannot say anything bad about selena like everybody loves selena she has these like classic songs both in spanish and in english and you might have even heard they're on their some their english songs are on the radio it, it might be but she may not have broken over into the uk oh, so that might be that uh, might be that See, might be why i don't know had yolanda not killed her <laughs> exactly so she may she may have broken through but i don't i don't recall and i like 1990 this is like 97 this has been 90s i was well she into my music she has lived on forever so she like if she would have not like passed away and all of that jennifer lopez would not have been a thing like jennifer lopez like got famous off of playing selena did she did she like yes off of she playing this role? No, come on did. now Luke, yes Yes, hold on. Hold Jennifer the phone. Lopez would not have a thing if Selena did not die. She didn't what? take the role of Selena. 
I'm not sure I buy that one. God knows what, something else, okay? She was already in Money Train. She was in Anna. She was the lead in Anaconda in the same year. Selena that made her famous. Mm. Yes, look, you just heard of Selena like two minutes ago. I'm telling you here. But I've heard of Jennifer Lopez. She was the lead in Anaconda in the same year. Made her famous. I, there's got to be other people here that know what I'm talking about. I mean, the, the chat's 50-50 on this. Everyone else is just yeah, like, I can't yeah, believe you don't know who she like, is. You know, I don't know, like, British audience apparently <laughs> never made it to the UK. There's a very chance that she did not make it uh, to the UK. A lot of people are just like, you know, uh, a lot of people don't realize, well, you know, some people are amazed that I don't know, but there are some people who also don't know. So, yeah, maybe it's just it's a half and half thing. Out more. <laughs> Probably. Uh, Christian Watch Baltimore. The Watch the movie. I, I will. Dude, it's All made right, in 1997. I'm bound right? to love it. I'm, I'm bound to love it. It's made in the 90s. Christian says, simple question. Who is the best actor to play Spider-Man? I think Tom Holland. My fiance thinks Andrew Garfield. Who really is the best Spider-Man and why is it Tom Holland? Christian, your fiance is wrong. Who's the one that comes out with Kristen Dunst? Because that's the only Spider-Man I've seen. That's Tobey Maguire. Oh, I like Toby. Is he yeah, like it's, I mean, one? no, 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 it's fine. In fact, actually, me and Laurie on the Cineworld show this week were talking about Tobey Maguire as Spider-Man and was just like, yeah, he was the best Spider-Man at the time. He was the Spider-Man that we needed because like he was the best one that we had because like there were kids. If you're going to saddle up here, old man's about to talk. There was a period of time, kids, when comic book movies weren't a thing. So if there was a comic book movie made and the studio was taking it seriously, you bet your ass we were down there to, to, to go and see it. Oh, yeah, I went to go see all of them. I was there for Daredevil. I was there for Hulk. I was there for the Fantastic Four because I wanted my comic book movies to do well. And Tobey Maguire was up on screen. I was like, what a perfect Spider-Man because he was the best that we had. And we were there to support him for it. All I remember is Kristen Dunn, so. Yeah, and do you know what? I was also thinking, like, what a perfect Mary Jane Watson. Perfect casting. In hindsight, she really wasn't. But either way, Andrew Garfield was the worst. Sam Sweeney said... Uh, Wait, with the return is Andrew of- Garfield like the new one? No, Tom Holland's the new one. He's the best one. Tom Holland is actually oh, like a great was Andrew Garfield? He was like 40, like playing an 18-year-old, and he oh, looked every bit 40. Him somebody else then. I don't think it's the same Andrew that I know. Andrew Garfield, yeah, and he was one with Emma Stone. Emma Stone was a very good Gwen Stacy. Oh, yeah, I don't remember that one. Uh, Sam Sweeney said, with the return of Eve Marie, I wanted to ask you what you think the big difference is between heel heat and X-Park go-away heat. I mostly ask this because I want to uh, see many people say that Eve Marie is a great heel because she gets a negative reaction. However, I feel like it's the wrong kind of heat because people don't want to see her and feel that she represents the worst part of women's wrestling. Feel the best heels are the ones that you love to hate, like MJF and Tommaso Ciampa. That is basically the difference there is between, and like, I think we are now moving past the time of using the term X Park Heat, which I think was erroneously put onto Waltman in the first place. Poor old Waltman. Like, I I have never, I know you are very good friends with, with Mr. Waltman. I have never spoken to him before. I have never interviewed him before. But if I ever got the chance, I would genuinely apologize for ever using the term X Park Heat and being like, and, be, and being that guy on the forums being like, he's got X Park Heat because it's so unfair that Waltman got painted with that brush. Yeah, I know. And the fact that it's still like, still here using it today to describe know. You know, somebody else yeah it's just one of those things that you know i guess sticks to everybody um 
but yeah, no, I agree. Obviously, there's different types. There's the oh god, there's the Jackson Riker heat. That <laughs> yeah, that's the new one. That's what we should be calling it, Riker. And then there's there's that heat. Then there's the even Marie heat. And then there's the you know like Tomasa Champa heat, like you just said. There's different types. Yeah, yeah. Tomasa Champa heat was like when he turned heel, man. That was one of my favorite periods of NXT when he didn't have music and he would just come out to that chorus of booze. And then he would basically just spend 20 minutes just riling up the crowd by like tearing up signs and stuff. Dude, it was so great. Like that was, that's a heel. Like MJF, MJF gets the great kind of heel reaction where it's like, this guy, man, I can't wait to see him get his ass kicked. That's the kind of, that's, that's the good heel heat that you want. Exactly. Versus the, I don't even want to watch him. Oh, yeah. God, I don't even want to see this person right now. Uh, right. I have a couple more from your Patreon mailbag. Who have we got next? Uh, Viola says, I'm not sure how to say this, but I feel like I'm ready to start wrestling, but I have no clue how to do it. It seems so hard to get the right info. I've got many character ideas, but I don't know how to get into the business. Do you have any any clues for me? Wrestling school. I don't know what area this viewer might live in, but I would probably Google wrestling schools nearby. That is, that's basically it, yeah. On them first. Yeah, find, yeah, yeah. Do your research, find a good school, uh, speak if you can, like speak to other local wrestlers in your area, find out where they trained and things stalk like that. Them online. <laughs> yeah, stalk, <laughs> stalk them online, exactly. Stalk them online. It's a terrible advice. Do not listen <laughs> to that. Uh, good Dharma says, Hello, Papa Luke and Auntie Denise. Um, what do you guys, um, what you guys love the most other than wrestling? For me, I work with design and stuff and gaming would be my second most loved thing. What in uh, mind do you think would be uh, as happy to you uh, working in than as your second area of choice? So basically, like, what is the thing you love the most outside of wrestling? Well, everybody knows that I like music and Taylor Swift and TV shows and maybe movies, but not maybe to the extent I prefer TV shows. Um, I like old movies, but in terms of like making, dedicating my life to something, I would probably, instead of just like reporting on wrestling, I'd probably just report on like, well, I kind of already am doing that though. You are doing that. I was going to say, I don't know if there's really anything else that I would be like able to dedicate my time to. Like all the things that I do like, I'm already dedicating my time to. Yeah, I was going to say, like, I'm not even sure wrestling's my first. I don't think it's my first love in the world. Um, I think I think like I think I'm more passionate about movies than I am about wrestling. Um, uh, retro gaming, I certainly am. Oh, Got this in the post today. Ghostbusters on the ZX Spectrum. Wife was thrilled about that one. Uh, we'll have one last question from the mailbag from that guy who wants to support. Uh, this is more of an idea than a question. But it's not about wrestling, it's about media. I don't really believe in the concept of overrated. For example, Luke, you've been very open about your opinions on Game of Thrones. And as big a fan of the show as I am, for the most part, you do have some good points. But would you say the show is overrated? It's okay to say that it's fine for you, but and despite your opinions on the show, it's obvious that it does connect with a lot of people, and that can't be a mistake. It's not just uh, for cartoons aren't for Denise, and sorry, Luke, Ghostbusters isn't for me. I think a lot of people are saying everything they don't like is overrated because they can't accept other opinions. I think to say something is overrated is like to say other people's perception is wrong. These are very few things I'm comfortable to say are bad, like Raw, for example, but usually I would just say it's not for me. Can you see my point, or do you think I'm speaking nonsense? So I don't think like, for example, when I say cartoons, I don't think I ever said cartoons were overrated because I get that they're mm. popular. They're not for me. But when people when I when I feel like when I use the term overrated, it's when I went out and sought something that was popular and realized that it was shit and people were just Denise. Oh, snap. 
55-15. I'm sorry, Luke. I really did try. <laughs> can we just get like, can we just like approve the S word? Can we like, can I file no, a I've got a, Because I've got it. It's not on. It's uh, here. It's not so much of an issue. It's the audio version that I've got to do in post. Like that's the bit I've got to take it out of because otherwise I've got to flag it with the little e and we get like pushed out less. That's what I've been told. Jesus, I don't have <laughs> anymore. I forgot what I was talking about. I mean, you did once say that Christmas was overrated. I believe. Yeah, Christmas is overrated. <laughs> I still stick to that. Thank you. That's see. That's something. Yeah. There you go. That's an example. Everybody. Yeah, something it's overrated i've tried it i've experienced it it's all right yeah i would never say that i think that game of thrones is overrated because like it's a good show like it's it's perfectly fine uh i caused a bit of a stir in our morning meeting today because i said that i've watched the penultimate episode of the show uh, i'm now literally one episode from the end and i think it's been the same level of quality from start to end i think this show uh, this series is just as fine as the others just a bit too rushed because they had less episodes to do. But I think that's their fault. You know what's overrated? Home Alone. Well, you know, um, is Home Alone overrated? Yeah, I mean, I was... I bloody love Home Alone. It oh, is one of my... I, I watch it every single year uh, when it comes to Christmas. Every single Christmas. My wife hates Home Alone. Absolutely hates it. What's up? Yep. Her, her direct quote is, is it's too loud. It's too loud of a movie. Is it really? I don't know. I don't think I got that from him. I just got that it was boring. No, she doesn't like it because it's just like the kid screams. She's like, the kid just does nothing but scream for the whole movie. And it's like, it's too loud. That makes sense. So yeah, I think it's great though. Um, right, let's dive into the rest of your hyper chats here. Uh, so Michael said, maybe this change in the match, the Roman Reigns, Rey Mysterio one, is reportedly uh, because Vince recently thought the matches were too cold and wants more stakes in his matches. My theory is that others think it's uh, uh, thinks that it's false advertising and the match doesn't happen and it does happen on pay-per-view. Well, according to Meltzer, it's not happening on the pay-per-view. It's just happening on SmackDown tonight. Yeah, no. See, if they had always promoted it like that from the very beginning, then maybe we can say, oh, it'll get moved to Hell in a Cell. But the fact that it got moved from Hell in a Cell to SmackDown, I wouldn't I wouldn't think it's like false advertising. Uh, CJ Lilly, uh, so this is Chris, who we were speaking to earlier, said, uh, I think from Monday, Alexa is listening to the criticism as she's moved Lily to the background. She seems more aggressive in the ring, using the character like Taker, uh, the powers to the match, wrestle aggressively with skills, uh, then powers afterwards. I would say that's all the same thing, Chris. It's all the same creative that are, uh, are taking uh, tackling this. Kevin says, my own personal prediction that I would love to have in this fight, either Eddie and Moxley to beat the Young Bucks in New York. And then, uh, or Eddie Moxley and TBA winning the trios belts in New York. Man, if Eddie could win something in New York, that'd be so rad. That would be pretty, that would be a nice little pop there. Uh, New Punk Rants. Can we, um, sorry, someone has just said that I call them, 
uh, ultra. Yeah, sorry, you're right. So you're right. They are ultra chats, not hyper it? chats. I think I called it hyper chats. Sorry, oh. ultra chats. You're very right. New punk rants. Can we start a petition to change X Park heat to Riker heat? I'm excited to see Wardlow versus Hager tonight. Wardlow deserves everything. Give him everything. AEW. Uh, anyway, what do you want most from Rampage? Uh, I just want Hooven to Guerrero. I just want an exciting show. Yeah. So much um, out there. It's just got to be good. What, do you know what I would like for people not to... Oh, you're right there. Sorry. I got a notification that Juneteenth is tomorrow. Oh, how lovely. Calendar app. Uh, here is what I would like. Uh, for people not to instantly dismissive if the show doesn't get good ratings. To be like, Matt's dead. AEW's dead. What a dead company. Absolutely. They've, they've fallen down the pan. Like that. That's what I would like from the show. I think it's bound to happen. Oh, it's bound, oh yeah. that's horrible. That's it. They're done. They tried. Yeah, that's to it. They're done. No, they're, no, they're dead. That's another TNA. What another dead product. Yeah. Uh, Scott Young said, I'm falling out of love with wrestling because of the quality of the TV product across USA. It just isn't that good at the moment. Raw is hopeless. AEW isn't as good as folks make it out to be. NXT is okay, but it's not what it used to be. And SmackDown is just Roman Reigns plus others. I would probably try to check out some other stuff then, some like international t- stuff yeah also impacts a good show uh easy hockey review said surely the championship is coming home to liw now well we'll address this easy hockey because i think it's unfair that laurie's big pick has been moved to smackdown abnahav said um luke how can you be here and playing for slovakia at the same time showed denise a picture of ham sick to see the reaction so jr interviewing andrade had to be a rip who would you want to see his first feud be with um with, we answered that one last week about who we'd love to see andrade face first in his first feud um, but you've seen the um, the footballer, Hamstick, the one that looks like me. Dude, I thought somebody edited you like to look like a footballer. I was like, okay, great. And then I read your post and I was like, oh, this is a real person. Oh, yeah. Looks a lot like me. And also, just for everyone's enjoyment, here is little old me. Um, it looks so That's me from 2005 doing student radio. Do you want a fun story to go behind? Do you want a fun story to go behind that photo? Yeah, what is it? I was trying to impress a girl that day. The uh, the girl that I was co-hosting that show with, I was trying to impress because I wanted to take her out on a date, and that is what I chose to wear. Say again. Absolutely, of course it did. Look at me. I'm in a baggy We Play T-shirt. Your wife doesn't like that story. With that mohawk, no way did it work. Of course it didn't. Oh, Um, it didn't work. (laughs) Of course it didn't work. No, look at the That's state so of me. Sad. That is so no. sad. No, she was wearing it. Never worked? Did you ever get your shot with this girl? No, I didn't. No. No. She I she wasn't she went into me. That's just really sad. Sorry, Luke. But you know That's what? Okay, it happens to the best of us. It's all right. I ended up with the right person in the end. William says, um, what does this mean for the gem that championship? If they had another match because of Reigns Mysterio, um, do you guys need to do a special 20 minutes part of the predictions? We will address this. We may just still count the results of the Roman Reign matches if it was part of the Hell in a Cell prediction. So it may still count. Renee says, if you had to pick a character from ter- uh, Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles to embody the rest of talk staff, who would be who? For example, I think April would be Denise for obvious reasons. No, Denise can't. Who's Denise April? isn't April. April O'Neil, she's the TV reporter. Oh, okay. Oh, so, she, yeah, I mean, that she gets kidnapped, doesn't she? Well, in the '80s version, yeah, but like in the much later version, she's a she's a badass character in her own right. Like in the um, like the 2012 series, she's got like telekinesis. Like she's got like like special powers and stuff like that. She's a bit of a badass. But um, yeah, like so I don't think I would have you peg you down as an 
April. So wait, I'm Are not you... badass. Thanks a lot. I can't have tele. Hold, no, hold on, hold on, hold on, hold on. I don't want to be a rat, be... okay? <laughs> <laughs> you want to be Splinter? Like, I Sean do not Splinter. want to be the Splinter guy. No, Sean Rossap is Splinter. <laughs> there you um, go. Yeah, no, I think I would peg you down more as a Michelangelo. I think that's that's he's the party dude. Michelangelo's the party dude who like party person, dude. You're such a bubbly person. You're definitely the Michelangelo of the group. Okay, well you could be able human. (laughs) Um, obviously Laurie is Raphael. That is definitely, and I think as much as I loathe to admit it, Ollie's definitely Ollie is definitely Leonardo. And as much as I loathe to admit it, because he's my fave, I think Pete is Donatello because he's the tech guy. Which I guess would then make me Michelangelo. So we can't be both be Michelangelo. I want to be. I want to be Donatello. Zachary. What does he do, Donatello? He does machines. He's the tech guy. Oh, see, I don't remember what they did. Sorry. He's also the one voiced by Corey Feldman in the movie. Uh, Zachary T. Robinson. Hey, team. Danuk, hope you both well. On the topic of Sully joining the WrestleTalk Cinematic Universe, when are we going to get a podcast between Denise and Sully? Still waiting on Johnny High Jump and Bobby Little Legs radio serial Peanuts on the Up. Um, yeah, I mean, would you want to do a podcast with Sully? What would Sully and I talk about? You could talk about wrestling if you want. You could just talk about whatever you like. What would you, what would you want to talk with Sully about? About pancakes. <laughs> that was just the first thing that popped into my head. <laughs> um, Chris said, hi, Denise and Luke. Just saw the answer to my mailbag question. Thanks for that. It really gets tired uh, sometimes. I'll aim to make some changes. FYI, I think it will be a full match on Sunday uh, with small powers uh, after the show. Love Denise action hero uh, movies. This Oh, your action hero moves this week from Universal Studios. That was fun. Yeah, see, you kept me April O'Neil. Well, I saw, do you know what? There you go. I, talk, talk about me getting worked. I legit thought you were in a movie. I was like, Denise is in a film? A couple people thought that. And I was like, guys, this movie already came out. <laughs> well, I didn't know that. The like, video's I just... not out yet. So once the, the, in the video, I explain everything. I was like, ah, I'm not going to go and explain right now. I'll explain when the video comes out. Uh, Annika says, would you not want to be Casey Jones? Look, I'd love to be Casey Jones, but I ain't cool enough to be Casey Jones. Look, I ain't, I ain't cool enough to be him. Uh, Nate said, Denise, when you were doing all the stunts and beating out the bad guys, did you have Tay-Tay's Look What You Made Me Do playing in your head? It looked like so much fun. No, unfortunately, I couldn't grasp my Taylor Swift bad girl look. I was very nervous. I didn't realize how many people there were going to be watching me, and it made me very nervous. I was uh, like, Zach Reels- what? <laughs> uh, well, Zach said- people. <laughs> Uh, Zachary also adds, um, a little something to go towards Denise getting a Jam That Jam tattoo alongside Tempest. I'm still waiting on Tempest to get that tattoo. You don't want to get Jam That Jam tattoo? I ain't getting a nothing tattoo. Uh, Chris says, uh, Denise, why not get a white ink uh, tattoo like Alexa? She's got loads of them. You'd never guess because they're white. Um, also, uh, Rose murdered Jack. There was enough room on that door in the Titanic. Chris, it's been scientifically proven that if they both got on that door, it would have sunk. Like, no, just- I know. I would well, I don't really, I don't recall, like, I don't think I've ever seen a white tattoo in person, but I kind of feel like, what's the point? Like, don't you want to get a tattoo to, like, make sure everyone sees it? That's what I would have said, yeah. Like, uh, that's for me, it's just that it's, yeah, I don't want to get a tattoo just to, to hide it. I mean, granted, yeah. having said that, and uh, having said that, like, both of my tattoos are essentially hidden from view. No one sees them, with the exception of, like, you know, two out of the three. 
Um, Norm says, uh, this is the WrestleTalk swear jar. <laughs> this is for the WrestleTalk swear jar. Still on a WWE break. Hell in a Cell on SmackDown is dumb. No Mysterios in the match on Father's Day is a miss. Cheers, guys. And lastly, Alex says, hey, peeps, if you had to choose someone other than Hangman Page to dethrone Kenny Omega, who would you have? Same question for Roman. The Roman one means and he's have said uh, a few times before, and I'm stealing this answer from Sean. The right guy isn't there at the moment, so I, I have no idea on that one. But is there anyone you think for... Say again? Jungle Boy, but like not right now, though. <laughs> See, no, that was not right now. Too late, too late. It's not enough time. Exactly, yeah. Yeah, like I don't know who else it could be. Like he's the right answer. Like Hangman is the right answer. So it's almost like I can't think of another person who it could possibly be. But do you know what, Denise? That is all we've got time for on this edition of the Wrestle Talk podcast. Thank you all so, so much for joining us. Thank you for your Patreon mailbag questions. Thank you so much for your ultra chats that have come in as well. And thank you for watching along with Denise and I. We'll see you again next week, although we've got a busy weekend here on the Wrestle Talk podcast channel. Tempest and Pete will be reviewing SmackDown tomorrow with that Hell in a Cell match. And we're doing live reactions to Hell in a Cell this coming Sunday. And on Monday, Laurie and I will be reviewing the show live at the usual podcast times. Uh, Denise, have you got anything you want to plug this weekend? Uh, make sure to follow me on Twitter and on Instagram at underscore Denise Salcedo. That's where I promote all of my shows and then youtube.com slash Denise Salcedo. Excellent stuff. Uh, enjoy the football tonight, everyone. It's coming home. Vindaloo, fat les and all that. Um, we'll see you then. Take care, everyone. Have a good weekend. Jam that jam, everyone. Bye-bye. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Cats and cat owners deserve better than any old-fashioned litter. That's why I teamed up with scientists and veterinarians to create Pretty Litter. Its innovative crystal formula has superior odor control and weighs up to 80% less than clay litter. Pretty Litter even monitors health by changing colors to help detect early signs of potential illness. It's the world's smartest kitty litter. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Did you know cats tend to hide symptoms of sickness and pain? I learned this the hard way after losing my cat, Gingy. So I created Pretty Litter, a health monitoring litter that helps detect early signs of illness by changing colors, saving you money and potentially your cat's life. Pretty Litter is veterinary and developed, and it's the easiest way to keep tabs on your fur baby's health right at home. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts, start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. 